Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Good Monday morning. The ground offensive in Gaza now officially started. And the U.S. with a new warning to Israel. It is October 30th. This is today. On the inside, Israel escalates its offensive into Gaza, looking to eradicate Hamas and find hostages. But the U.S. with a pointed warning. Every step must be taken to protect human life, whether that be Palestinian or Israeli or anyone else. Tensions at a boiling point around the world just ahead, the disturbing riot at a Russian airport. Hundreds storming the tarmac, surrounding a flight that just arrived from Israel, looking for Jewish citizens. We'll have the very latest. Campus concerns as protests grow. The alarming rise of aggression targeting Jewish students across the country. Incidents up nearly 400% nationwide since the start of the war. At Cornell, police called in after online threats. It's not just the war on Israel. It is a war on all Jewish people. The White House getting set to step in today. New Deal, United Auto Workers reach a tentative agreement with two of Detroit's big three. But its strike against the lone holdout, General Motors now getting bigger, where things stand just ahead. Remembering Matthew Perry. I'm sorry, we don't have your sheep. New details on the sudden death of the beloved Friends star. This morning, the investigation into his final moments, his complex life in the spotlight, and the growing tributes led by his family, co-stars, and fans around the world. Those stories plus costume countdown on this Halloween Eve. We've got everything you need to know for a happy and safe night of trick-or-treating and a clue about our big can't-miss reveal today, Monday, October 30th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuppy, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Nice to have you with us on a Monday morning. It is nice to see you. A lot of people are reflecting on Matthew Perry. Just such sad news to hit over the weekend. And it really broke a lot of hearts. He was so beloved and everyone knows had a real complicated life. So lots of just prayers and love to his family Mm -hmm. and friends. He's been here at Today Show many, many times. Mm -hmm. And we'll look back with love in just Mm -hmm. a bit. But we'll start this morning with the war in Gaza. Tensions from that conflict spilling over around the world. These scenes of an angry crowd in a largely Muslim region of Russia making global headlines this morning. People storming an airport yesterday when a flight from Israel arrived. Meantime, here in New York, thousands of pro-Palestinian protesters shut down traffic on the Brooklyn Bridge. It comes amid an uptick in hate crimes against Jews and Muslims and new concerns at college campuses. The president of Cornell University even notifying the FBI after a series of, quote, horrendous anti-Semitic messages targeting Jewish students that were posted on a website not affiliated with the school. NBC's chief foreign correspondent Richard Engel begins our coverage. He's in the Middle East again for us this morning. Hi, Richard. Good morning to you. 
Good morning, Savannah. Israel's ground offensive into Gaza has been intensifying all weekend with Israeli troops and armor mostly going into the northern part of the Gaza Strip where you can see some smoke behind me. President Biden again spoke with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, stressing that Israel has a right to fight against terrorism, a right to defend itself, but also an obligation to protect civilians. The Israeli military is driving deeper into Gaza this morning in a war the government promises will be long and difficult. From just outside Gaza, our cameras can see columns of tanks moving in and armored bulldozers to make paths for urban fighting. Parts of northern Gaza are being razed to the ground. At night, Israel is using bombs so powerful they shake buildings for miles around. Deep penetrating strikes to collapse Hamas tunnels. In Gaza, the internet and power have been partially restored, so our crew can show us life inside. Gaza City is being devastated. And the humming you hear are drones. Palestinians call them mosquitoes. Israeli officials have described this operation as payback after Hamas butchered more than 1,400 Israelis and took, by the latest count, 239 hostages. Last week, we watched 14-year-old Miral rescued from under her apartment, taken to a hospital, and treated on the floor. We found her again. She says four members of her family were killed in that strike, and they had moved south following Israeli orders when they were hit. They told us to go to the South Valley, she says. We went to my aunt's house in Han Yunis, where they bombed us while we were baking bread and we were about to eat. And this morning, an incident appears to call into question Israel's claims of a safe passage. A vehicle traveling along the main highway was fired on by an Israeli tank. A witness telling NBC News there were civilians, including children, in the car. The Israeli military responded, saying it will not comment on the position of its troops inside Gaza. But each new Palestinian death carries a risk of emboldening Israel's enemies, isolating its friends, and inflaming old hatreds. In the Russian province of Dagestan, a pro-Palestinian mob broke into the airport and went hunting for an incoming flight from Tel Aviv, searching for Jews in the land of old pogroms. Richard, uh, back to this Gaza offensive. It started in earnest. So what does that mean for the ongoing hostage negotiations? Well, the negotiators tell, tell me that they are still ongoing, but that this has made it much more complicated because now uh, it is even harder to reach the Hamas officials, Hamas militants who are holding these hostages. In, uh, tensions are even more inflamed across the region, but talks apparently still underway, but it is incredibly difficult for the hostages because his, Israel is specifically targeting the tunnels and hostages who were released say they were kept in those tunnels. Savannah. All right, Richard Engel, thank you very much. With the war intensifying, so are the demonstrations and security concerns across the United States. Officials seeing an uptick in reported anti-Semitic and anti-Muslim incidents. NBC Stephanie Gosk is here with more on all this. Hey, Steph, good morning. Hoda, good morning. The war in the Middle East has triggered an alarming rise in hate crimes here at home, especially on college campuses, according to multiple organizations that track incidents. It has gotten the attention of the White House, which NBC News has learned will announce a new plan to support local and state law enforcement. This morning, growing concerns over the rise of anti-Semitic incidents on college campuses across the country. 
The latest at Cornell University, police are guarding the Center for Jewish Living, and the president of the school has notified the FBI of a possible hate crime after she says a, quote, series of horrendous anti-Semitic messages threatening violence were posted online. In a letter to students, Martha Pollack writes, the virulence and destructiveness of anti-Semitism on campus is real and deeply impacting our Jewish students, faculty, and staff. Over the weekend, the dean of UC Berkeley School of Law, writing in an op-ed, I am a 70-year-old Jewish man, but never in my life have I seen or felt the anti-Semitism of the last few weeks. It follows an incident at George Washington University last week when a pro-Palestinian group projected slogans on the side of a building, including glory to our martyrs, GW calling it anti-Semitic and saying it has caused fear and anxiety for Jewish students. This, as NBC News has learned, the Biden administration is set to announce new steps to combat anti-Semitism and Islamophobia on college campuses, including DHS and the FBI improving coordination between campus law enforcement and state and local counterparts in responding to incidents. The Anti-Defamation League reports since the war began three weeks ago, there have been 312 reported cases of harassment, vandalism, and assault targeting Jews, up nearly 400 percent from the same period last year. What we are seeing today in America, it's not just the war on Israel. It is a war on all Jewish people. Muslim leaders are also reporting an uptick in hate crimes, with the Council on American-Islamic Relations citing more than 800 complaints across the country since the beginning of October. Thousands of pro-Palestinian protesters shut down traffic on the Brooklyn Bridge Saturday. While in Grand Central Station, a pro-Palestinian group called the Jewish Voice for Peace protesting during Friday's rush hour. And there are protests overseas as well, in London, Madrid, and Rome, thousands calling for a ceasefire. While in Karachi, Pakistan, protesters denounced the war, some burning Israeli and American flags. Back to that incident at Cornell, campus police are investigating the anti-Semitic messages and say they will remain on site to ensure students and community members are safe. But they're certainly on edge there this morning, guys. Yes, Stefan, I know you're going to be taking a closer look at this a little later in the week. What's happening on those college campuses? Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. In the meantime, new details are emerging this morning about the gunman in that mass shooting in Maine after he was found dead over the weekend. This amid a massive outpouring of support for the victims. NBC's Kathy Park joins us from Lewiston this morning with more. Kathy, good morning. Savannah, good morning to you. Well, after a week of trauma, Lewiston is now focused on healing. This weekend, thousands came together, finding comfort in community as families prepare for funerals. This morning, there are growing questions about the suspect's mental health and the warning signs. A moving vigil at a local church in Lewiston, Maine, for the 18 victims killed in the worst mass shooting in the state's history. I felt the need to be here. The crowd growing so large Sunday night, hundreds stood outside to listen to the service. We can never allow Lewiston to be remembered for violence. This city instead will be known for its strength. We're also learning new details this morning about the gunman's mental health. Law enforcement officials telling the Associated Press they issued a statewide alert last month to be on the lookout for Robert Card after he made threats to shoot up an Army Reserve base and were unable to locate him after visiting his home and boosting patrols for about two weeks. Authorities say Card received care at a mental health facility this summer. NBC News has also learned the suspect tried purchasing a silencer months before the attack. Imagine if nobody heard the shots. 
Gun shop owner Rick LaChapelle says a distributor sent a silencer card ordered to his store. The last layer of verification, this ATF form, where card disclosed his mental health history. There's a question saying that he was in a mental institution or he had some problems. He answered yes. So they never gave him the silencer, but his guns weren't taken away. Under Maine law, that would only happen if he was forcibly committed for mental health treatment. This weekend, Rob Young had to identify the bodies of his brother Bill and nephew Aaron. Aaron always wanted to do what my brother was doing. You could just tell that that's my dad, that's my hero. And as the investigation moves forward, the Lewiston police chief tells me they will continue to process the crime scenes, the two crime scenes, including the bar behind me and the bowling alley just a few miles away. They will be combing through the evidence, including the video surveillance footage, footprints, and the bullet casings. Savannah? All right, Kathy, thank you. We want to turn to politics now in the Republican race for president. A major headline from the weekend, former Vice President Mike Pence has decided to drop out of the race. And just this morning, a new Des Moines Register NBC News Mediacom poll is out, and it shows some movement in the fight for second place. Former President Trump still far ahead of the pack, despite his mounting legal troubles and not participating in any debate. So here to break down the numbers is NBC national political correspondent Steve Karnacki. Steve, I guess we kind of call it the undercard race, but just give us the top lines here. What does the poll show yeah. in Iowa? Yeah, here's the bottom line. 76 days until the big day in Iowa. And as you mentioned, Donald Trump continuing to lead overwhelmingly here. Uh, notably, DeSantis, who's been running in second all year, now joined by Nikki Haley in second place. Uh, that Trump lead, though, I think one number to keep in mind here is we ask folks, are, is your mind made up? Are you definitely for the candidate? Nearly two thirds of Trump voters say that's it. My, I'm settled. Nobody else has a depth of support that matches that. So it's not just that he's that far ahead. A lot of that support looks like it's locked in. Yeah, and by the way, brings up the point made again and again and again. If you want to take on Trump, the, the other Republicans, you got to get down to a two person race. Nikki Haley's the one who's got a little momentum right now. Yeah, I mean, this is what the momentum looks like, because we took this poll in August, and you see back then she was at 6%. She's gained 10 points in Iowa in our poll since August. Actually, DeSantis has dropped three, so that's movement in both directions there. One thing I think to keep in mind with Haley, though, where is this support coming from? Here's the group I think that powers her more than anything else. It's independence. Now, they're not a huge part of the Iowa caucus electorate, but they are part of it. And look at this. She's over 20 percent, clearly doubling up DeSantis among the independents. If Haley wants to move up further in Iowa and elsewhere, she's going to have to get more core Republicans and she's going to have to find a way to eat into that Trump support. Now, we just mentioned that former Vice President Mike Pence dropped out in Iowa. Iowa was his strategy evangelical base, very big there. Those are, I mean, he's a true believer. He's one of them and it never caught on. Why? And he absolutely believed this was the right strategy in the right state. Two thirds of caucus goers are evangelical Christians. He was practically camping out there. Two things that jump out about Pence. Number one, the favorable, unfavorable number. This is among Republican voters. Look at where Pence was because uh, this poll was taken just before he dropped out. He was 65% unfavorable among wow. Iowa Republicans. And I think this was the shocker for me. We specifically looked at the evangelical vote in Iowa. And again, taken just days before Pence dropped out. Look where he was running with evangelicals. One percent. 
So again, somebody who thought he had a particular bond with evangelical voters, turns out it was a one-way bond. He was losing 43 to 1 to Trump among what was supposed to be his core group. All right, Steve Kornacki, thank you very much. All right, Savannah, thank you. we got a lot more to get to. 7.15, Craig joins the table. Hi, Craig. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. We're following some significant developments, several significant developments in that United Auto Workers strike. Union leaders hailing tentative deals now reach with two of Detroit's big three as it widens this strike against the lone holdout at this point, General Motors. NBC's Jesse Kirsch joins us with the very latest on that. Jesse, good morning. Craig, good morning. After weeks of striking at Stellantis facilities, including this one across the country, this morning it's relatively quiet. We're not hearing the honking out here that we've been hearing across the country for weeks. The union has told members to return to work at the Chrysler owner after that tentative agreement was announced over the weekend. The UAW says this deal includes a 25% bump in base wages through April of 2028, as well as better retirement benefits and Thousands of new jobs, including in the electric vehicle battery space. While this is going on with Stellantis, when it comes to the Ford tentative agreement, that is moving closer toward ratification. However, General Motors is a different story. Over the weekend, the UAW expanded its strike at GM yet again, this time hitting what the company says is its largest facility in North America. GM said that it was disappointed by that move and adds that it wants a deal as quickly as possible. All right, Jesse Kirsch for us there with some new developments on the uh, auto worker strike. Jesse, thank you. 717. Let's check in with Mr. Roker. We had such a great weekend, Al. Well, half a good weekend. Yeah, half a, yeah, half yeah. a good weekend is better than none, yeah, right? Exactly. Okay, but there's big changes coming. Let's show you. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. And you can see this cold front pushing through. That's bringing the rain from New England, some snow in northern New England, all the way down into Texas. But it's also ushering really cold air in. 88 million people under frost advisories, freeze watches and warnings from uh, New York City, or I should say New York State, New Jersey, all the way to California. And watch these temperatures. Wind chills right now. It feels like 18 in Kansas City, 15 in uh, Minneapolis, 7 Pierre. It feels like 28 in uh, St. Louis. And here comes that cold air. Now, Washington, D.C., above average ahead of the front. Raleigh, 84. Savannah, 85. Uh, we're looking at Panama City, 83. But look at these temperatures behind it. 45 degrees in Detroit. That's 11 degrees below average. Wichita, 46. Houston, 49. That's 28 degrees below average. Tomorrow, more chilly conditions. 55 in Philly. 43 Cleveland. That's 12 degrees cooler than average. And as we look on into the latter part of the week, temperatures awfully cool into the 50s in New York City. Low 40s in Columbus on Wednesday. St. Louis, you're going to be in the mid-40s Wednesday, but warming up to 65 by Friday. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al. Thank you. Coming up, it's the eve of Halloween. Major retailers are rolling out Christmas sales. They're offering Black Friday deals early, so should you jump on them? Should you wait? Vicki Wynn will have everything we need to know. And then the sudden death of Friends star Matthew Perry. This morning, what we're learning about his final hours, the investigation into how he died, and the tributes to his legacy of laughter. Well, they are just pouring in from around the world. But first, this is Today on NBC. Summer. The best time of year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. 
From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Back now, 7.30, with the growing memorial to Matthew Perry. That's the iconic Friends apartment right here in New York. Fans are flocking there. They're leaving flowers and handwritten messages after they learned of his sudden death. Oh, he was beloved by generations. He was found out this weekend at his Los Angeles home. He was just 54. NBC's Chloe Malas is here with more. Hi, Chloe. Good morning. Good morning. As the investigation unfolds into how Matthew Perry died so unexpectedly, friends and fans all around the world are grieving the loss of this beloved actor. Perry making us laugh as the adorable Chandler Bang on Friends, a role that cemented his status as one of the greatest comedic actors of his time. This morning, as fans mourn the loss of one of their greatest friends, we're learning new details about the investigation into Matthew Perry's death. A source close to Perry telling NBC News that the 54-year-old actor was discovered by his assistant. Law enforcement says that he was found unresponsive in a jacuzzi at his Pacific Palisades home Saturday. Sources say that there was no obvious signs of trauma or foul play. The cause of death still unknown, pending toxicology testing. In an eerie foreshadowing of his passing, Perry's last Instagram post just five days before his death was this photo of him in a swimming pool. His family telling People magazine, we are heartbroken by the tragic loss of our beloved son and brother. Pivot! Pivot! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! At just 24 years old, he landed the role of a lifetime. For 10 seasons, charming fans as Chandler Bing on the hit NBC sitcom Friends. In a 2021 cast reunion special, Perry reflecting on the special bond with his co-stars. Former NBC Entertainment president Warren Littlefield says Perry was just as quick and witty off-screen. His mind worked so fast. He was so adept, but also um, the heart that he had. He opened up about his decades-long battle with drugs and alcohol in his 2022 memoir. I didn't watch the show and haven't watched the show because I could go drinking, opiates, drinking, cocaine. Like I could tell season by season by how I looked. Now, as fans grieve outside the famous Friends building used on the show, tributes are pouring in. Selma Blair, who called Perry her oldest boyfriend, posting, I loved him unconditionally. I'm broken. Gwyneth Paltrow also remembering Perry for his humor and kindness and the magical summer they had during their brief romance in 1993. 
In an emotional video, Hank Azaria says the actor was like a brother to him, adding it was Perry who took him to his first AA meeting. He was so caring and giving and wise, and he totally helped me um, get sober. Perry himself hoping to be remembered most for helping others. If somebody comes up to me and says, I can't stop drinking, can you help me? I can say yes and follow up and do it. When I die, I don't want friends to be the first thing that's mentioned. I want that to be the first thing that's mentioned. We're also learning new details about what Matthew Perry was doing the day of his death. Perry's pickleball coach telling People magazine that Perry had played a match with someone just hours before he was found dead in his home nearby. And the coach also said that he was doing really well. We should mention that this sad news is hitting another member of our NBC News family, particularly hard. Matthew's stepfather is Dateline correspondent Keith Morrison, who's been married to his mother for more than 40 years. Our hearts go out to Keith and their entire family. Yeah, Keith has so much love for that young man. Chloe, thank you. Joining us now is Wendy Noggle. She's the editor-in-chief for People Magazine. I think what Matthew just said at the end of that last interview was so poignant. I think a lot of people think of Matthew Perry and they think Friends is going to be his legacy. But really, he was someone who was guiding people into rehab as he himself had been struggling for years. Yes, that was so important for him. You know, he told us in an interview just a year ago, if you have my number and you need it, call me. I will help you. And that was really key for him. He really wanted to help others. And that's why he was so open with his own experience. He had been through so much and he was, I mean, he wrote the memoir. Really, he was very transparent about the horrors that he had been through, but it seemed like he was working through it. Mm -hmm. He had attained sobriety and he he seemed to be doing better in life. Yes. He had said that, you know, it wasn't a daily struggle, but it was something he thought about daily. So it was very important to him. And I think that's why he was so key in helping others. But he had also been doing so well. He was playing pickleball Mm -hmm. daily. He was writing a little script. That's where the Matt Man reference comes from in his Instagram. And he had signed on to a new drama film. So he was doing very well. And he he had just moved into this house that he had had renovated as well. What more do we know about Perry's final days? Well, we do know that um, he was playing pickleball that morning and it seemed that he was doing very well. So the um, autopsy is complete. And of course, there will be toxicology reports to come. Um, But I think what everyone wants to remember about him is just how he was the friend who always wrapped you in his arms, was willing to help you no matter what you needed to do. And the outpouring of support that we've seen just echoes all of that. Well, and from the Friends cast, too, that was such a poignant moment during that reunion where he said something like, when we're at a party and we see one another, we are going to leave everybody else at the party and I'm going to spend my time just with that person. That bond was real. That was real. I mean, Kathleen Turner talked about just what a tight-knit group they were when she was on the show and when she came in. And I think one of the things that really sticks with me is he talked about when we interviewed them around the reunion, we said, well, do you have any advice for your 24-year-old self? And he said, do the 11th season. And of course, it ended after 10 seasons. And I think there was a wish for for more time for those people to be together. All right. Well, Wendy, thank you so much. We appreciate uh, that insight. We're going to have a lot more on Matthew Perry's life and legacy in our next half hour. A special look at his many visits right here on the Today Show throughout the year. First, though, Vicki Wynn is here and she's got her eye on the big holiday sales that are being rolled out now. Yes, that is correct, Craig. Good morning to you all. Holiday creep means these all of these Black Friday sales are getting <coughs> earlier and earlier. So should you buy now? Should you wait? I'll let you know where to find the deals. That's all next right here on Today.
summer. The best time of year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Welcome back this morning on In-Depth Today. We are focusing, yes, we are, on your holiday shopping. Oh, yeah, Black Friday, of course, one of the biggest shopping days of the year. And while it's still weeks away, a lot of retailers apparently rolling out the deals right now. Super early. NBC's Vicky wins here with everything we need to know to maximize our savings. Um, so I cannot believe we're talking Black Friday the day before Halloween. What is happening? It's not even and Halloween. And it's Monday. Yeah. Remember the good old days when right. all we talked about was Bopus, yeah. buy online, I pick up in store. Mm-hmm. I know, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, now the new term is holiday creep because the retailers are trying to get you to open up your wallets earlier and earlier. Now Target is having these early Black Friday deals every week until actual Black Friday. They're going to put tens of thousands of items on sale to get you in Mm -hmm. stores. So let's take a look at some of the big ones. First, $100 off of select Apple iPads. They're also going to be offering 40% off of Ninja and KitchenAid appliances. Savannah, if you didn't get your KitchenAid mixer. Oh my gosh, I've been waiting for a better price. Okay. Yes, indeed. And then also FAO Schwartz, they've got buy one, get one 50% off. If you've been in the stores, really, really cute displays. Best Buy is also not going to be left behind. Those big ticket electronics we associate with Black Friday, they're coming throughout the month of November. They're offering $320 off a 2-in-1 HP Chromebook Plus laptop, $550 off a Samsung Galaxy Book 3 laptop, and $750 off a 48-inch LG 4K TV. Say that three times fast. Finally, beauty. If you're in the market for beauty, skincare, hair care, Mm -hmm. makeup, we know you like the hair care, Craig. Mm -hmm. Ulta is offering all sorts of deals. This week, they're doing it 30% off Laura Mercier full-size primers, 30% off that really popular Tarte Shape Tape Concealer, and 40% off Select Morphe makeup brushes all the way through November 18th. Those are all good. Yeah, real good. Okay, but are there things you should wait? Like, I waited for my KitchenAid. Maybe I'm going to get a better price. Should we wait? Such a good question because with these deals on deals on deals, you start to think, is this really a sale or is it just another gimmick to get me into the store? So we talked to smart shopping expert Trey Bodge, and she says you have to make a list and you have to know the price history of your items. Thankfully, the Internet makes that very easy now. There are price trackers out there that track millions of items and what their prices have been over the years. So you can know, am I really getting it at the Mm -hmm. lowest price? So try Honey. That is owned by PayPal. Another one is called Camel, Camel, Camel. Uh, that works with uh, Amazon items. And then also comparison shopping. We used to have to look at the paper and compare and go yeah. to the stores. Now you've got Google Shopping, Yahoo Shopping. That makes it so much easier. And if you're in-store, have your smartphone with you. Before you buy anything, look it up on the Internet. Is that really the best mm-hmm. price at that retailer? And if you find a lower price, go to the manager and say, hey, could you do a price match? 
Yeah. So if, if, if Savannah buys the KitchenAid now yeah. or I buy the concealer now, yes. but, it, but it goes down like two months from now in, in price, do I get my money back? So retailers don't want you to have FOMO, Craig, fear of missing out on a better sale. So what they'll do a lot of times is a holiday price match. For example, Target, you buy something now. Let's say it goes on sale even more by mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. Then they will give you the price difference. But it's on you to pay attention and to stay oh. on top of the price there. Oh. They're not going to tell you. No, they won't tell yeah. you. They're not going to come find you and say, hold we owe you twenty way, dollars, yeah, right. but you have to be on top cool. of that. They'll also price match other retailers, but return policies have changed between last year and this year. Oh. So just know before you buy. Okay, okay. cool. You know, Vicky Wynn just loves an acronym. <laughs> we got FOMO, <laughs> BOGO. Bo- 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 she had BOGO. I saw BOGO. Yeah, buy go. one, get one. one. Get one. Yeah, Bo- we can cram mm-hmm. in. All right, thank you. TTYL. Okay, bye. I L Y. Yeah. LOL. Yeah, there you go. By the way, Craig, you can't return used concealer. Oh, that's a good point. Clearly, I'm not buying concealer. I did not know that. But those camo uh, cargo pants, you can take those back anytime. (laughs) Anyway, let's show you what we got. We showed you this uh, cold front earlier that's bringing a lot of rain into the northeast, all the way down into Texas and some snow in the plains. Well, today, that long line of showers and snow will be moving off from Maine to Texas. The showers will start to end as the day during the day as that front moves to the east. But then tomorrow, we got a quick clipper dropping out of Canada, bringing scattered snow showers all around the Great Lakes. In fact, some places could see, especially the UP of Michigan, upwards of six inches of snow and heavier snow in northern Maine. Otherwise, just some light rain around the East Coast. And that is your latest weather. Guys? All right, Sal. Thank you. Coming up, an inside look at what it takes and what it means to make it in the NFL. And we're going to do it through the eyes of a promising rookie with the Chargers and his mother. Coming up, move over, Taylor. The new movie that just took the pop star's box office crown with a record-shattering opening. Plus, the star chef behind the Lost Kitchen was here last week. This morning, Harry Smith is going to take us to Maine for a very special tour of Aaron French's famed restaurant. After. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. 